With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Welcome into another edition of I Want Your Flex. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. You're going to want to close your eyes because the Week 7 slate of the NFL that we talk about later could get, could get ugly. You're going to have some really, really good teams on by. We'll get to that. But we're coming off of a week, Mike, where we had some not-so-great teams on by. You didn't have the Texans playing. Lions were away. The Raiders were away. So it's set up for some really, really intriguing matchups. 
and week six gave us some absolute chaos in the National Football League. A lot of strange bedfellows. We're at that point in the year, Dan. We didn't have any of the London games to mess anybody up, but we had plenty of later in the week injuries. Maybe you missed out on the waiver wire because you thought you were set at running back, even with the bye week. Like, all right, cool. Well, Taylor's good, but nope. Hyde, good, but nope. All right, uh, welcome, Deion Jackson. Everybody get excited. You know, things of that nature at the quarterback position, trying to find the the needle in the haystack. In other words, a quarterback not named Josh Allen that gives you fantasy points uh, with some regularity. Why? Because you might as well just roll the Dungeons & Dragons 20-sided die uh, at this point as it rolls through. For those teams that were on by in Week 6, Dan, we knew we had to replace running backs, and hopefully you picked the right one if you yes. had to go to the wire or had one off your bench because some of our usual suspects well as we'll go into the what we got right and wrong you know they failed us but like i mentioned you got jackson kenneth walker comes in so two guys that all right next Brees hall excellent and then a bunch of uh your favorite guys gave you a whole uh <laughs> lot of nothing including monday night football where some of the most quizzical uh coaching decisions and playing that I've ever seen and a running back who's raising his hand going, do I still work here uh, in Melvin Gordon? <laughs> that was uh, that was a head scratcher for many who thought that now Melvin Gordon would get his time to shine and it did not happen and it didn't happen against his former team. How, how long do we go with saying against his former team? Like how many years removed do you have to be for us to stop saying that? I don't know. Allegedly, um, and I haven't seen the video of it, I guess they put him up on the Jumbotron with a uh, clown face on. Oh, that's that's classy for one. But so he was commenting uh, on those things and, and people are still salty, you know, because he didn't take the, the contract that was offered and, and, and left. So... Uh, I guess there's still some pettiness mixed therein, so I guess that one lives a little further. Otherwise, yeah. <sighs> otherwise, I think I think you move on pretty fast after that first game. I'll I'll say this: I, I growing up in Wisconsin, like I did, and working in sports media, and working in the Madison area, Steve Stricker was always Edgerton Steve Stricker. Like that's that's what he always is, he always will be. So when I say, you know, when you say former team, I think we're always just going to say Melvin Gordon playing against his former team. When he actually does play on the field, but yeah, his frustration, I know a lot I know a lot of fantasy owners were disappointed because they thought this was the opportunity for Gordon to get his shot with Javante Williams being done with that torn ACL and it was anything but. Here's what I will say about those running backs though. This is this is the annoying part of fantasy football. The part where if you're you're just on the wrong side of it, you can't get right and it's the stuff that drives you you crazy is there were Kenneth Walker was drafted. There's no doubt about that. Like the 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 thought that Rashad Penny would get injured was one we've talked about in the last couple podcasts. And even if he didn't, Mike, you thought that the plan at some point would be maybe for Kenneth Walker to grab the torch and end up being the lead back. So he was on a roster. It's the Deion Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, and Naheem Hines are out. 
where all of a sudden you need a running back and somebody's picking up Deion Jackson. Like in a league, I picked up Eno Benjamin. And it was a planned pickup, Mike, because, hey, I knew James Conner was dinged up. Right. But it would have behooved me to just wait until Saturday morning to go and pick up, you know, Deion Jackson because it would have paid off a heck of a lot more than Eno Benjamin did uh, for me in that league. But, yeah, I mean, you got to make the move when it's there, right? You don't pick up Eno Benjamin, odds are someone does. Like I always suggest here on the podcast, Dan, as, as we've done this for years and on Fox Sports Radio for years before that, it's even if you can't use them, you really need to look at your bench. Because I'd rather have a guy that might have a game or three or may, maybe not at all until later in the season, but the idea that I can play defense against mm-hmm. someone I'm battling against, right? I look at my opponent for that week's roster and maybe he's got a guy that's iffy as well. I can even if I end up not needing him, better he rot on my bench. Sure, sure. Right? I mean, because we've all we always have it, right? Someone's picking, carrying a, a third quarterback, a second tight end, a second kicker for some reason, maybe another defense, and and not going like like Bursch and his mercenary uh, free agent acquisition budget. I bid one dollar uh, for my defense of this week, kind of situation. That you, there's always someone that's. Uh, well, you know, the last guy in medical school at graduation is still doctor. So he's on your roster, yes. but he's last. <laughs> it's just the fact of, like, I, you know, you give up fab. If you lost any of your fab sure. budget because you wanted to get Eno Benjamin, you would have been better off. And, and you think you're doing the right move. You think you're making the correct move. And then you've invested in any sort of fab. Sure. You, there's no reason that you would say, I'd rather have Deion Jackson than Eno Benjamin. It's just not. Like, you're going to take Eno Benjamin in that scenario. And it's... Uh, Listen, I picked up Daryl Henderson when we found out Cam Akers, uh, we have our small league, 10-team league, so he was available and, uh, you know, benefited from that. So it's not like I'm, you know, different league, but it's not that, that I'm, I'm being, oh, woe is me. It's just the point of I know people spent money on, you know, Benjamin, and it's kind of got to be a kick in the nuts when all of a sudden somebody like Deion Jackson, you find out on Saturday, is going to end up getting a lot of the, you know, going to get the action because the Colts are sh- so shorthanded. It's one of those things in fantasy football that just kind of kind of stab you in the ribs, kind of, you know, get no, that spot sure. on the back that you just can't reach. So Yeah, I mean, because it, it's just hard is that you're also at a, a situation, right? Jackson ends up being ruled out. Will he be a available week seven will Hines will Taylor you know the like getting to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop we're not gonna sure. know for a while but when they activated Philip Lindsay right and brought him back up from the practice squad it's like all right is he gonna get enough of a workload to screw this up and the Colts haven't exactly been world beaters you want to talk about an uneven season from an offense thus far and playing a team that they got skunked against just a couple of weeks ago still playing without some of their key defenders were were indianapolis and obviously without those running backs you're like you're not expecting an offensive explosion so i had people ask me it's like is jackson worth the play i'm like flexible but depending on your other options because Lindsay might eat into some of those workloads, kind of mm-hmm. like we're seeing now with Latavius Murray in, in Denver. You just don't know how they're going to split, and instead he goes off and has a monster game, and all of a sudden I'm sending everybody apology cards. <laughs> we need to send the guy uh, that we've told to play Alan Lazard over Brandon Ayuk a card as well. 
Well, at least Lazard scored. There's really not. That, I mean, that's true. You know that's what I mean? True. Like if he yeah. if he'd gotten a big fat zero, then hey, you know, life goes. You know, I'll take my lumps. But he got into the end zone, and Ayuk scoring two touchdowns really fast. I mean, you want to talk about money in the bank? Even though they stunk the rest of the way, and I think their injury list reads like. Um, an end of a movie on TNT when they're transitioning to the next one. It's a lot of names really fast. We uh, we all on that tweet uh, responded Lazard. I didn't respond to everyone, though. I just ended up doing it just back because I felt that people didn't care about my opinion. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to waste Mike's time, you know, and uh, to have my, you know, give my thoughts. You should give your thoughts. (laughs) Open mouth, say thing. By the way, it's not like Brandon Ayuk was a world beater either way, uh, either coming in. No, he was not. So it's. It's one of those, if we get them wrong, it's like you're looking at game situation. You're going through the first couple of weeks, and you could say, yes, the 49ers are getting more comfortable, dot, dot, dot. Well, they went and got their ass kicked by by an Atlanta team where the guy barely throws the ball forward. Yes. He's more a runner, and then occasionally, all right, how do we scheme somebody open that was for my five chair. to seven yards? That was my chair turning, by the way. That was not any other sound effect that you may have heard in the background. Sorry about that. I do want to I, – I told you the Falcons – were were up for this game. Do you guys sure. remember this on no, the last verse? You can you can back you can second Mike second of mine. Yes. 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 So I, I I had a feeling that there was just it's just tough for the 49ers to play that high level of football for that long to be on the road and then to have 87% of their team be injured. So that is yeah. a very very difficult thing to do for the uh, for the 49ers, but Brandon Ayuk seemed to be the only one maybe that wasn't injured and ended up getting into the end zone twice. Had himself a nice day. I mean, when George Kittle isn't towing the company line after the game in his post-game comments cuz there there's there's no better rah-rah guy. I mean, he even eclipses the guy who didn't even give us the line. Say the line, Russ. He didn't even give us a let's ride. Uh, George Kittle's like second when it comes to rah-rah, team, team, team. He wasn't very inspired after that loss to Atlanta. So, you know, we're hitting that point in the season where guys grind and, and the results aren't there. They're, they're feeling it perhaps a little more. The, uh, the aches uh, a little deeper and cutting through to the heart. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to what we uh, hit and missed. I completely missed on my starting A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, double A.J. That was no good. Did tell you to bench Debo Samuel, and honestly, it wasn't a bad move. He did have seven catches for 79 yards, but did not get into the end zone. Uh, did have another 11 yards on the ground. Points of Palooza uh, pretty much nailed it. Colts-Jaguars was a little higher, but I told you Bengals and Saints is where you could see a lot of action, and you did see a lot of points in, in that game. Completely missed out on the Broncos. First drive, they were they were great. I even thought Melvin Gordon would have a good game against the Chargers. Uh, ended up not happening, unfortunately, but those were some of the hits and misses that uh, that we ended up having in uh in week six for me. Oh, love is a battlefield, Dan. So many misses along the way. Sure, we could celebrate something obvious like Kenneth Walker or, you know, the usual suspects of Josh Allen. No, no, no. I'll I'll go to the disasters because that's where the uh, the fun and the learning. Well, you have a big hit that that I hope if you're not going to tell everybody, I'm going to tell everybody. Well, I mean, you, you didn't like Jeff Wilson. I tried to say, no, I like him. Seven carries. Seven carries! 25 yards, uh, and then uh, he lost a fumble. So you got a whole lot of uh, nothing uh, from what you had uh, out of him. Looking at the the rest of the list, I mean, Aaron Rodgers on the cold sore. I mean, I don't know that we're ever getting him off. 
Uh, you, you look at some of the usual uh, guys there going through the the ninjas. I mean, I, I, I celebrate my, my one hit there, who you're probably bringing up. I, I talked about Zach Wilson and Brees Hall. Uh, Wilson with his 110 yards passing. Did quarterback wins get me anything in fantasy? No, they get me nothing. Uh, so that's a big kick in the teeth. And then at least for the running back side of things, I had five of the top seven. Good work. In terms of that, uh, except Nick Chubb, uh, you know, hates me. Uh, 70 total yards. We did give you a cautionary tale on him, but figured he'd have at least enough. Because, you know, Bill Belichick didn't go to Robert Kraft's wedding, so he really schemed him up. By the way, those uh, Patriots offensive guys, I'll be – if I'm not the first, then then I'm sorry uh, because we didn't really get to it because we were too busy uh, marveling on Monday night, Smith and I, over how horrible uh, and how much we like hate watching the uh, Broncos in national TV games. But the the fact that, hey, maybe Patricia and all those guys that are running things in New England actually know what the hell they're doing to a degree. You told people to pick up Bailey Zappi. I did. 309 yards and two touchdowns later, we may have a quarterback controversy. Mike Harmon told you to pick up Bailey Zappi, and if you did, you benefited in week six. Scored about, what, 19 points in in standard leagues? Pretty good, considering all your usual suspects and heroes of uh, years gone by. Uh, failed you miserably. I think on the larger scale, Dan, I, I think it's a talking point through six weeks. Of we were talking about the age of the quarterback, the greatness of the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're doing that this year. Scoring down a, a ton, even if you're getting benefit of all sorts of penalties. Like you saw a game on Monday night, it was 19 to 16. There were two and a half fields of penalties given sure. out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a rough week, and and just to look, I mean. There was at one point in the late window when we were doing a red zone radio show, it was six three 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 and zero zero. Yeah. You know, in the, in those in, in those three games that were that were late, and they and I mean, so it was. And, and I take it back; it was seven three because the Rams had the had the lone touchdown. It was maybe three nothing, and then they ended up scoring the, uh, the the touchdown. But the point being is, yeah, it took a while uh, for teams to get going and when they got going they weren't going for that long so it was a it was a very very odd uh, week six and this with bad teams on by I think we're going to get more of the same in week seven I know all the points you know count the same no matter what team you're on but we're about to enter a week where the Bills Rams Vikings and Eagles are on by so um, those marquee games that's why we've got Steelers Dolphins on Sunday Night Football that (laughs) That is, well, that's why. I know you celebrate every single one of them. All 272. I know you do. Someone's still got, do. someone's going to be last, but yeah, we uh, we celebrate them all, but we're missing uh, a lot of star power. I mean, we got Bears in New England next Monday night. <laughs> I'll be on air live breaking that down, maybe dying a little bit uh, once again. My brother is uh, going to be out in, in Boston for work, so he is planning to go to that game. Uh, I may have to have him on as a correspondent to tell me how bad it is in person. I, by the way, I did tell you to, to play Gabe Davis. It's one other thing that I wanted to yeah, at yeah. least get right, got on the end zone again. I'm starting to think, as we kind of transition into to how we move ahead. I was going to say, you want me to give you another list of guys I, that screwed me or screwed <laughs> oh, you? I, yeah. I, I, they're lots. I'm, I'm done in that rearview mirror. I am now looking ahead. I like I, that. Let's th- go. Yeah. 
I sit there and I look at, you know, lineups and, you, and for example, I have T. Higgins in the league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's the, he's the 1B to Jamar Chase. And actually, he was 1A in a lot of games this year um, leading up to that point for when T. Higgins was actually on the field. But you're always going to play T. T. Higgins. You're sure. just going to. I think, I think we're at that point with Gabe Davis. I, I don't think that oh, there's yeah. any any in any reason whatsoever why anybody should ever uh, sit him and and maybe it's an already a known Mike. I just don't think that we talk about it. Like we, you know, we we still think of Josh Allen and we think of Stephon Diggs and and then it's kind of that. But I think like we've gotten to the point now where you can comfortably start Gabe Davis as a W R two every single week and just not have to worry about it. No, and I think that's it, right? Because coming into the year, there's still some reticence. He had the obviously the monster playoffs, but then you're still looking at it and going, all right, how does this break down? And then they didn't bring in really anybody else. Isaiah McKenzie expected to maybe take some of that role, but beyond that, it's Allen Diggs. And then with no run game, what does that become? Does mm-hmm. Allen continue to run? Like you're trying to, you know, ascertain what the offense is. Instead, you got a guy in Gabe Davis who has become such a luxury for Josh Allen with the the cannon for an arm. It's like you you look away for a sec, he's still sprinting downfield, and all of a sudden you're just throwing it up and over the top. So target count of six five. So not racking that up, but they're making making them count. And yeah. for fantasy owners, I mean, that's it. The Bills are going to score points. Like this week, it was funny coming out of out of the game, not to cut you off, Dan, just uh, all the Bills-Chiefs breakdown. That, that game finished 10 under the over-under. Yet you would have thought it was a 58-48 shootout mm-hmm. the way it was being described Sunday night into Monday. I was like, no, no, it's 24-20. <laughs> but... We're now at that point of building it up to a heavyweight bout, and we've got enough star power uh, to really push it forward beyond those quarterbacks. It's it's just the point of how good that offense is, and you can't take the risk of trying to cherry pick weeks because mm-hmm. then you're just you're never gonna you're never gonna hit and. And and that's so I I'm bringing up a ranking from week six. I'm not going to tell you the outlet, but just you know, random and Gabe Davis was, was 18th. So, you know, it tells me, guess, you know, he's in their wide receiver two conversation, but the names even ahead of him, you know, you said to Cortland Sutton's always a name that pops up here. It's like, could you actually, like, would you actually feel good? Like taking Gabe Davis out of that wide receiver two position and putting Cortland Sutton in, like, I, I can't, I can't fathom that. And maybe it's because we're fresh off the game. That was Monday night. And we, and we saw what happened with the Denver Broncos, but it's just the point of because of who Buffalo is, like if you're playing the top two wide receivers on teams, like there's no doubt about it, that, that he should always be in the lineup. Yeah. To that point, Dan, I, I think it's the, we've hit that point in the season we talked about it a couple weeks ago of if you had Darnell Mooney and you mm-hmm. thought it was going to be the big breakout, reality had to punch you in the face at some point. Sure. There may be a couple of big games in there. I'm not saying that they – 17 games is a long year. But are you going to guess every week, this is it, this is the breakout, this is, this is the one where he and Justin Fields are suddenly going to break through in a huge thing. And he almost scored, right? And if you had the – 
over on his 13 and a half completions, then yeah, Darnell Mooney catching the ball got you your bet one for Justin Fields. But in terms for him, okay, that was one point. What, 1.2 yeah. uh, on that catch. Didn't score. Didn't give you any juice. So he's been dropped, and he should have been in more than half of leagues. It's We're at the point where expecting that breakthrough in whatever you had in your early season ranking. It's like your lineup building, you know, and if you were to re-rank now, Cortland Sutton's probably going to be WR58. All right, I exaggerate. But the idea just being the offense stinks. I don't think you're that far off. Probably, no. not, probably not as far off. I just picked the number out of the air, uh, owing back to, I don't know, Wilbur Marshall or some other linebackers along the way. But just the idea being that you, you got to give up what your preconceived notions are and wishing, wanting, and hoping that suddenly Russell Wilson's going to start playing like he did five years ago. Those days are gone. We did a nice comparison of the way well, he speaks relative to uh, Pete Carroll, and we did a layered thing, Dan. It, it'll scare the hell out of you if you, <laughs> you put them together. I just, I, I think that it, it, it's, not, it's not such a huge topic, Mike, but I, I sit there and I look at rankings, and you, know, you talk about Pete Carroll, and I, I see DK Metcalf, in rankings, and then I see Tyler Lockett, and it's hey, Geno Smith, and you know that that offense has been great for the first six weeks. Maybe not as much in week six, but you know, like yeah, you're thinking of these guys. You're thinking, wow, I'm a, I'm in a league, and I'm going to start to play Tyler Lockett as a wide receiver number two. Well, then it should be absolutely obvious that you know then Gabe Davis is a start. And then you look at a ranking, and now I look at a different one. He's twenty third. You know, so it's yeah, just, no, it's 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 weird, right? Yeah. Very, very, very much so. And, well, uh, but a lot of that is feeding it into a computer and simulating versus sure. the watch. And well, what do they do differently? Because you're basing it a lot on past performance, as in what other receivers have done, which is a nice data point, but it's not the be-all to end-all. Right? Yeah. I mean, as, as evidenced by a number of the games this week, right? Pittsburgh's missing people all over the place. In their secondary and no T.J. Watt, yet the Bucks can't break through for myriad reasons, like we talked about. Uh, you know, as as you and I were, were chatting as we we're getting ready to do things, and then you know you, you look at some of these others that that game in particular, Seattle, Arizona, the fact that Arizona's that broken against a defense that had been very generous. Yeah. Right, you know this as well as anyone, and and now you got Cliff Kingsbury going. Well, if it'll help us win, I'll give up play calling. It's like. Why does that need to be said? Why do you have a job? Why does Steve Kime have a job? Why can't you do anything with any urgency in the first half of a game? Uh, all these questions and more will be answered on the next episode of Soap. But it's the just the that that's for a little bit of the older crowd and for those that were cold. That's all. That's it. that's even over my head, Mike. I mean, well, not. My, it, just out of my age range. A okay, bit, so, but I so, know of soap. So, yes. soap was a uh, classic, for those that don't yeah. know, a classic sitcom uh, launching vehicle for Billy Crystal, the great Robert Mandan, amongst others. But they would always begin um, begin the episode, kind of a little recap of what they're doing. And then at the end, it's like, here's the tease ahead. And what will happen here and here and here? These questions and more will be answered on the next episode of Soap. And then they'd go to the final credits, and away you go. Uh, same thing here is, you know, you're looking at how the story's going to end, and in some of them, uh, you, you know it's going to end badly based on some of these squads. And then you have, you know, it's the National Football League. Weird, wild things happen. That's Seattle 
an Arizona game only getting to 19-9? No chance in hell. If you ran that through a simulation, you're ever getting anywhere yeah. close to that level of output, yet that's what we got on a Sunday. I think we'll have a different story Thursday when the Saints and Cardinals play, and it's one of the things that we're going to uh, be talking about uh, as as we move forward. I hope you've, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins was probably drafted in your league, but if for some reason he wasn't or available, he is back sure. in in week seven. Well, you go get Robbie Anderson. <laughs> no, do not do that. Do not do that. I, I said and I know that. you're Sorry, saying Mark, sir, yeah. facetiously. I know you are you are saying that, but that also kind of leads to some of the points that I think that we need to to address before we get into waiver wire pickup. It was an interesting week in a weekend where now you have Cam Akers seemingly on the way out in uh, L.A. Uh, all signs lead to that, even though Sh- Sean McVay wouldn't put the final nail in the coffin saying he doesn't talk in definites, but it sure looks like Cam Akers is going to be traded sooner rather than later. So he's out in L.A., and Daryl Henderson ends up moving into the starting lineup. But now you've got that trade happening. You've got Robbie Anderson in Arizona. There are trades that are going to happen over the next you know couple of weeks or so. That's going to shake some stuff up in, in fantasy football, and sometimes not for the better. I mean, like, if you know, if your guy's on a bad team, all of a sudden he goes into a timeshare somewhere else. Yeah, it could end up hurting. And and it all leads me to this point, Mike, and it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, um, because his name is out there. And I, and I just wonder, I just wonder if you have Christian McCaffrey on your team right now, is it time to deal him? And the, the reason I bring it up is because of the trade value. You don't know what team you would go to. And if you went to, you would obviously be the bell cow and be that guy. But that's all P.J. Walker threw to in week six. It was just dump off to McCaffrey at, at one after another after mm-hmm. another. And at some point, don't you think that maybe the vehicle breaks down a little bit because of what we've seen in recent history? And the amount of value that you are still getting for him, I mean, he's in your top five every week. I, I You know, like, like the value is there. I just wonder, why not trade Christian McCaffrey before maybe he ends up getting traded and you don't know where he ends up going? No, and that's it, right? We we had a little bit, you know, and you got the rumor mill that's churning and obviously everybody looking at that Chiefs and Bills game going, yeah, he'd look great here. He'd look awesome there. And part of it is let's let's see what some of these teams have, right? You know, the Broncos, you know, arguing with Smith and he's like, well, maybe they go for broke. I'm like, they got five draft picks next year. <laughs> Forget about the the contracts or whatever. They have a couple of thirds, and then they've got a couple of third-day picks. Like, they have no assets by which to go and get them. And I know Ed McCaffrey was there or whatever. We had people pointing out, you guys haven't talked about that. I'm like, right, because he doesn't get to choose where he goes. Like, yeah. That's not the way this works. But, you know, Dante Foreman uh, would be the second guy ahead of Chuba Hubbard. Are, do you want any part of that backfield? I don't. No. I mean, we always say, you know, you're still going to get some double-digit touch count. Well, if the guy's barely falling forward and you're wishing, wanting, hoping that there's the odd red zone appearance, then, yeah, have at it. I, if, don't, I don't want any part of that. If if if, if I'm sorry to interrupt, no, but ahead. if Christian McCaffrey were to go to Buffalo, it's just because that's where a lot of this sure. is talked about, do you think that his numbers stay the same? Because I don't. I think it's going to be a big fluctuation week to week because you're still going to have a bunch of De- uh, Devin Singletary. Because if you're bringing in McCaffrey, I mean, and, and I think you, you would be to this point of, all right, we need him available to us for heavy workloads potentially when the weather turns and we're into December and January. 
which means you're not getting the touch count that you do here, nor you're probably mm-hmm. getting the target count. And yeah. his value is the PPR side of it. Yeah, and there's other guys on the Bills that you can get the football to as well. You don't need to throw it to him ten times out of the backfield. Right. Like or Josh Allen will take off and run eight yeah. of those times. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, it, it could potentially clog up the offense that they have. And as much as people would like Josh Allen to not rush as often, eh, I, I, that's what makes him who he is. Sure. Yeah, I, I – you know, there 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 are some there are some spots. You know, and I, I don't, you know, know who is throw who the is darts, what, Dan. But, you know, I I just, you know, like who knows what's going on in Baltimore right now? Sure. You know, J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins hurt again. Yeah, and uh, so now you have, you know, is Kenyon Drake going to be your lead guy? You know, you're going to kind of Gus Edwards to come in later on, you know, and save the day. Like that doesn't necessarily, you know. That doesn't seem like a, a great spot. So maybe like that's an opportunity there. Like you know, like even Buffalo. Like yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo's got Devin Singletary. They've got Zach Moss. You know, they they drafted Cook. So there, there are enough guys where I, you know, I just I don't think that that move, even though there were discussions, is the end all be all. But you just don't know where Christian McCaffrey could end up going. And so, and you don't know how much he's going to last. So his numbers will go down or he could get hurt. I'm just saying like right now, like if you're a fantasy player, like you could just get extreme value from him because right now he's just on a really, really, really bad team. And, and I, I I just don't, I don't know what else that gets you unless you're just racking up, you know, PPR points because they're just dumping it off to him. Yeah. Again, he's not going anywhere, but to a contender, one would think. Yes. Right? So the role changes. The touch count probably changes. We talk again about, you know, trying to make sure if you're acquiring him, you're banking on it for the playoffs. Now, Baltimore is interesting because of the history of the reliance and the running back. I don't know what Dobbins' deal is. Kenyon Drake, you might steal a few games with him, but you still need to finish in the second half, so you need a closer. You don't have a closer Mm -hmm. right now. Like, that's their problem and from a straight football perspective, let alone the fantasy side. And Gus Edwards may not make it back. Like, we, I talked to folks in Baltimore that were, were reticent to even think that he's going to play any role of significance for this squad based on that injury. And if that's the case, then, yeah, at some point it would behoove you uh, to look around and, and give Lamar Jackson another outlet. Would you think Kansas City would be a spot – but it would take away your guy, Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> but legitimately, for for how they run an offense, yeah, yeah, it's just I, a question of what you know, what assets it would require to bring him in. Mm-hmm. You know, Mahomes yep. has already shown you he's willing to take take a deal. I have no doubt he would rework things to make sure that whatever they need to pick up. And obviously, Tepper's going to be on the hook for a bunch of the money, the way things are configured, but. Yeah, I, I would think that you at least look at it. I mean, the last article I'd seen written about it, and I, it hasn't been updated in a while, but you know, projected that they have somewhere uh, 12 or more picks available for 2023. So if Tepper and the front office there in Carolina are looking for a, a full-on reset, here's a chance mm-hmm. to go get five or six draft picks, potentially including first days, to yeah. try to help that process. Yeah, it's interesting to see how things, uh, you know, are, are going to, to play out. Those were kind of my takeaways yeah. as we transition, um, you know, from week six into week seven. What are you taking away from, from? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What we had this past week and where we are now in the season. Well, I think I think part of it is, as we talked about, some of the strange bedfellows and the crazy nature of this league week to week. I mean, we started with that Washington-Chicago game. Did that really yield anything that really surprised us? No. 
I would have thought more than 19 points, but certainly that under 38 that all the sports books paid out at halftime, we didn't think they were going to shatter that ceiling at any point. But I think just the the ebb and flow and the reality checks on guys that maybe were anointed too soon, uh, teams that maybe we got a little bit overexcited about, and things that might just be flat out broken and in need uh, of a big repair, right? With San Francisco, the only thing you can do is hope that everybody gets healthy for a stretch run. That mm-hmm. That's it, right? And and see how much you can get Ayuk and Debo Samuel to help carry things as you go. You, hopefully you get a lot, uh, Eli Mitchell back in your backfield to work with Mil- Wilson and you get a little more of that dynamic from that run game that you've loved for all this time. The Packers, they're a mess. Right, Aaron Rodgers in his press dealing saying, "Well, as long as nobody breaks ranks, like the hell cares about breaking rank? Can you score points? Why, why every week we're doing? It's the same thing that we have every year. You've got one coach that goes, ah, I just got to get him the ball more. And right now we've got Lafleur every week. I don't know why Dylan and uh, and Jones just aren't seeing the ball. We got to get him the ball more. That's what we're talking about every damn week with the Packers at this point. Lean into what you built." Yeah, they, you, go ahead. They were beating all phases. They were beating every phase of the game by the New York Jets. And that that defense that looked rebuilt, retooled, ready for bear, they're they're getting beaten by the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Indianapolis uh, rose from the dead, and in a bad division, suddenly they're relevant. What the hell? Matt Ryan throwing for 389 yards. Pittman finally gave you the big game. But there's another great example of a guy. Is he a back-end one? Is he mostly a low-end two with some upside? I mean, I don't I don't know what to do with him, but Alec Pierce is a guy that can get open. Yep. So he's now on the radar as a three. I still don't trust Matt Ryan for anything. But with the, the run game in flux because of all those injuries, opportunity. Miami, we'll see what happens. He had a huge receiving day from Tyreek Hill, 177, even with the injury tags. Now you get two a back for that Sunday night affair. If you've got all those banged up secondary guys, I got to think they, they at least try to uncork a few as much as folks may make fun of Tua's arm. Uh, you can get the ball down there. And we saw Teddy two gloves throw at 61 yards in the air a couple of weeks ago. And, and look, we may have the, the fantasy thing that blows up the world because you may have Taysom Hill under center but available to play as a tight end in your league. Yes, yes. So uh, we get ahead of it and tell you that now. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston on that injury report uh, Monday for that Thursday game. Something to uh, to definitely watch. So, yeah, you could see more and more of, uh, of Taysom Hill. I, I think that Thursday night actually will be fun. I hope it's not the highlight of the week in Week 7, sure. but I think we're going to have you know quite an interesting game. Um, before we uh, look ahead to some uh, waiver wire uh, situations, it's time to bring in our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who's been patiently waiting. Hi, Bersh. Bef- Hello. Hello. Is Bersh there? All Hi. right. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Get him on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. It's time to stream defenses. Uh, how did last week go? I think you had the Vikings because you were you were not uh, loving um, the Dolphins quarterbacking situation. So I think you streamed Minnesota. And uh, who else did you stream? That's correct. Yeah, the Vikings got me eight points. So it was a, a, a solid stream there. 
Uh, I played the Rams uh, against the Panthers. They gave a good 10. And the Packers against the Jets, as we mentioned. Uh, only mm. four points there. So. Maybe it's because they dressed like the Jets. Maybe that was <laughs> the problem so. that Green Bay had. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I And I know, Mike, you don't want to hear this. I think us making jokes about the Jets, um, I think those times are going to stop sooner rather than uh, later. That's a nice young squad they got. They've got yeah. people in the front office that seem to know what they're doing. Robert Sala, you may not love him as a tactical coach, but he's one of those guys like Dable and, and company that people look like they want to play for, right? Yep. He gets you gets you fired up, gets you in. Will that help push the offense forward? I don't know, but you've got speed for days, and that's tough to contend with. So, yeah, it sucks for me because i got to do it four <laughs> hours a night. <laughs> uh, who do you like streaming defenses in week seven? Well, I am going to stick with the Packers because they've got Washington this week. So, uh, Really? Yes. Yes, Gosh, I am. No, there's another no. great great question in the large quarterback pantheon. Now, Why would you play Heineke? Why would you play him? What does he do for you? I know. You're big picture, you're, you know, might as well get a look at Sam Howell. You right? know what I mean, what right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Because... You know what Taylor Heineke is. And yeah, you stink I, in, in a division full of pretty good teams. I I'll I'll well no, I, I don't believe that. I I I, I was going to say something that was reckless and, and probably not true. Oh, you'd be a, the, the epitome of sports talk radio and TV in 2022. I was going man. I was going to say that they probably want to show that Taylor Heineke should get the job. Ooh. But but if they did, they honestly just would have, um, you know, played him. And then Ron Rivera's whole argument over the last week, <laughs> defending on why he was criticizing Carson Wentz, would be moot. But I, I can't believe, really, you're still – like, the Packers' defense has shown nothing. Look, you know, like, like, you know, I mean – in terms of streaming landscape this week, it, it's it feels very weird right now because we just had a week where a lot of teams that shouldn't have won did win and a lot of teams that should have won lost. Uh, you, a lot of teams that typically should have had bad offenses are turning out to have pretty good offenses, as we just mentioned. It turns out the Jets are like, I'm not, I'm not really going to target defenses playing the Jets anymore. Um, so as, as far as streaming goes, there's not a lot of great options this week. I think that... that in terms of if you're going straight off of waiver wire streams, because the Packers are owned in like 87% of leagues, um, mm -hmm. I think the best waiver wire stream is the Patriots against Chicago. Uh, they're they're still available in nearly 75% of leagues, so um, I think that that's probably the best pure stream this week. And so those are the two that I would say, go with. Say that again for me. Say, tell me what, what you just said with the Packers and how much they're owned, and how many people own the Patriots defense. Yeah, so the Packers are owned in I I if my writing is correct here, eighty two point five percent of leagues. Don't worry, I give wrong stats on this podcast all the time. <laughs> so it's it's kind of what I hang my hat on. It is either eighty two or eighty seven. The Patriots are owned in twenty two percent of leagues. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you watch New England what they did to the Browns. What you know, they did even, to the Lions. Yeah, yeah. That's like right. I mean yeah, like it's it's crazy to think that that's the case, but that just you know, sometimes name brands and yeah, third highest yeah. scoring defense in the uh, in fantasy football right now are the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yes, they are available. If you're listening to this podcast, the odds are they're available in your league. Packers so. are tied for twenty first. 
Pick up the Patriots, folks. That, listen to Burst. Pick up the Patriots. You know what? Not- uh, you know what? I got to suffer watching the Bears. I, I can't have that happen. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> oh, man. Heck, Belichick's going to pass Shula sooner rather than later with this schedule. You know, <laughs> Lions, Browns, Bears. Sorry, Mike. It's okay, um, buddy. It's okay. Right. They're, not, they're not good. It was like that game on, on Thursday night. I'm watching it live and – and and you know to pull the curtain back, right? My Southside Chicago roots, but I'm a. I, I think I can call games objectively, and if anything, I'm probably more hypercritical of my team, like a you know a, a fan would be, to kind of point out the the nuances and not just you know give folks a pass because they they gave someone a good interview once upon a time. Uh, they're they're ostensibly bad, but as they were driving, it's like winning this game really doesn't help them because they're not a sure. good team. Yeah. Yep. Right, like that's the hard part and the reality where you're at even five, six weeks into a season of this win doesn't help. It probably costs you four slots in the draft. And while they may or may not decide they love Justin Fields going forward, there's a lot of other component parts of the on both sides of the ball that need significant upgrades. So uh, having the draft capital of, hey, we've got one of the top seven, eight picks is actually pretty good because there's going to be ample team or there will be ample teams looking to trade up for one of those assets. And maybe you can start to do a complete rebuild before Burst, moving I to Arlington Heights. I don't want to steal any of your thunder, but is there any? Is there another team at all? Or are you good with streaming D's? I mean, that's where I, I do want to clarify that when I say streaming, I'm typically looking at teams that may or may not be available. Obviously, like the Bucks are the top defensive play this week because sure, they're playing the sure. Panthers and they're a great defense. So yes. Um, uh, so just in case there's any confusion there, what I'm about not the saying, Jets? That's exactly I did, what I was going to say. I also yep. did write down the Jets as a possibility <laughs> because legitimately the Denver Broncos have the lowest scoring offense in the league. So the Jets have the Broncos. It is in Denver, and maybe if the Broncos are going to start scoring, like maybe this would be the week, but I I still think you could play a defense against the Broncos pretty confidently. Yeah, I, I agree. And the Jets are like owned by 2% or, you know, 2% of teams. Right, yes. Yeah, so – there's uh there's your your advice i would I'd, I'd do it they've got a buy coming up um they've got game against the bills coming up in the next couple of weeks so maybe not the long term but if it was just a one-week hit and then once they get through their new england and you know whatever could be a possible play moving forward all right waiver wire names Harmon. who do you got who do we need to target this week who do you need to spend some fab on especially if you have guys on buy like the Bills, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles do. Yeah, obviously you go check and see if there, you know, people were asleep, and maybe you were asleep as well, and and didn't bring up uh, Brian Robinson. Still was available at a chunk of leagues uh, at last waiver clearance. Uh, but you look at, do you like Boone or Murray? Because clearly uh, Melvin Gordon ain't the guy in Denver. Uh, so uh, even though they're going up against the Jets, we were just talking about this, I got to think I like Latavius Murray more than Boone, mm-hmm. at least at this juncture, based on the way they worked uh, tonight. Veteran, uh, you know what he, what he's doing in terms of his assignments, etc. but Boone will have some share of the workload. Curious to see if Melvin Gordon ends up getting spun off somewhere uh, when it's all said and done with two weeks left before the trade deadline. Uh, you've got 
Kenyon Drake, who we talked about a little bit before, questions of whether J.K. Dobbins is going to have to miss time once again. So you've got that uh, in the offing. Uh, a little bit deeper down the road, I mean, you got Keontae Ingram in in Arizona. I, I don't know what happens with that. It's Con- Connor coming back. Williams is hurt. Uh, in you know Benjamin's got a foot injury. So since you've got a short week, maybe. Just maybe you've got a desperation play going on there. Again, waiver wires plus your own injury issues. Alex Pierce still unowned in about 60% of leagues. A couple of back-to-back nice games with with a uh, higher target count starting to come in. A little more trust from Matt Ryan. And if Pittman can stay healthy uh, and maybe you get that running game healthy again, there's a guy that in man-to-man should be able to give himself uh, some some opportunities as you flow through. Uh, and then, for whatever reason, people haven't jumped on board Devontae Parker. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know what happens. Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones long-term, whether that's a legit controversy or if we're just trying to imagine it just like everybody tried to prop up Cooper Rush and ignored his 59% completion rate coming into this past week and everything else that was going on Uh, but Devontae Parker a guy with big playability we've seen a couple of huge games and still available at over 70% of leagues so you've got some opportunity there Jameson Williams as a stash player Defense is going to continue to stink in Detroit, which means they're going to keep winging it around. And so now it's a question of how large a target share he will take to move forward. And then at the quarterback position, it ain't pretty. Mention Ryan. Marcus Mariota's main value is going to come from rushing the ball, but you got a couple of opportunities against bad teams in the offing here. You got at Cincinnati, but then you've got Carolina and the Chargers at home. Chargers give up six yards a rush attempt. So just run the hell out of the football, even with your quarterback. Seahawks go to L.A. to face the Chargers. Um, I, I have big concerns about that Chargers offense. Um, oh, right now, absolutely. Yeah, Mike Williams yeah. was invisible uh, for much of the game. Uh, Kelly was hurt. Eckler had a couple of big plays. But pass game bogged down. Part of it for this week, hang a star because the Denver defense is actually pretty, pretty good. But, yes. yeah, to your point, it's not clicking like everybody would have anticipated it was. I think that there could be some fool's gold uh, when you see the, them against the Seahawks uh, on Sunday. I think that they can they could get right against Seattle, but I still think that those problems that they are dealing with are lurking. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Mentioned it earlier, but make sure you play DeAndre Hopkins on Thursday night if you uh, if you have him on your roster. With uh, Hollywood Brown being out with a foot injury, mm-hmm. I don't think Robbie Anderson is going to get acclimated. Zach Ertz had ten targets. There is no one else for him to throw to, and we know that Kyler Murray loves to throw to DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, I am all game for playing DeAndre Hopkins on Thursday night. Really missing uh, Christian Kirk right about now. Not that you would have wanted yeah, to pay him twenty-one thought, million, yeah. but a guy that was near to a thousand-yard receiver and had become a bit of a safety valve, you know, safety blanket kind of guy. Uh, and and now you don't have that depth at wide receiver. You've got an offense that's sputtering would be the kind way to say it. Like I still don't understand why don't you why you don't just say, "All right, Kyler, let's go play loose, let's play fast, and let's try to get out of the gate and do something different than the way we we do it." You know, forget about the 15 play script. Let's get creative, particularly with Hopkins back in the mix. 
And uh, for the Saints, Chris Olave uh, should be back, but still Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas uh, doesn't seem good news. So Olave could be a good play there. Traquan Smith as well, if you're maybe looking at something yeah. deep and need some help uh, on a bye week just for uh, for what we've got Thursday night. It's all about Taysom Hill, baby. Let's yeah. go. I hate, I wouldn't doubt it. All right. Well, it's so going to for- cause problems, though, right? I mean, we're we're getting ahead of it here on the podcast because he's going to be in somebody's uh, second quarterback slot, I or he's going to be playing a tight week. end. Yeah. Yeah. After he had thirty four points on my bench the week before, I said better better put him in, and he'll be there on Thursday night as well. You got so it. We'll be back with you Friday morning. Uh, on I Want Your Flex, where our brand new episode will get you set for all the rest of the matchups for Week 7, tell you who to sit, who to start, who's in Mike's top five, that and so much more. So for Ryan Bershinger, who, by the way, will have a survivor pick as well coming up on Friday. Get him on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. And for Mike Harmon, who you can find on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. I'm Dan Beyer, and we'll talk to you next time here on I Want Your Flex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.